We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. This is Greg Olson, inviting you to check out my new Blue Wire podcast, TE1, where I interview tight ends throughout the history of the NFL who have helped revolutionize the position. TE1 is presented by the Chevy Silverado. The Silverado is all about grit. It's strong and dependable, exactly like playing tight end. Just like the incredible players we sit down with on the podcast, the Chevy Silverado is in a league of its own. Strong, advanced, and dependable. Download TE1 today wherever you listen to podcasts. Hello and welcome to the Esports Biz Show. I'm your host, Justin Jacobson. This week we'll be discussing professional gamers. Just as a disclaimer, nothing here is intended as legal advice. It's all of the information for educational purposes only. This week's guest is O'Larry. He's a professional NBA 2K player for Cavs Legion and was a former professional Madden player. O'Larry was the 25th overall pick in the Season 1 NBA 2K League draft by Bucks Gaming. He um, won the first ever ESPN Esports SP Award for Esports Moment of the Year. He's been featured on NBA TV's Beyond the Paint, ESPN Sports Center, The Washington Post, Bleacher Report, BuzzFeed, Business Insider, The Score, Polygon, Cheddar, and many more. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. So, you know, to briefly introduce the topic, we're exploring professional gamers again. So these are individuals that compete professionally against other individuals or other teams. For prize money, they're signed to CLG, Fnatic, FaZe Clan, or they may participate in franchise leagues like the NBA 2K League. They earn income in a variety of ways. Usually the biggest area, especially if you're signed to a team, is from a player's salary. And these kind of range from, you know, 1000 or 2000 a month to even five or 10000 or, you know, six figures a year. And as we saw, Cloud9 just announced a CSGO player who had a three-year deal that was worth, you know, over a million dollars. 
So in addition to salary, there's tournament winnings and you know prize pools. And then any social media and streaming revenue. So anything you earn from on-stream ads, subscriptions, donation, bits, or just really any ancillary income. And then some gamers have started to create their own branded merchandise. So you could have you know, their logo or their name on T-shirts or hats or hoodies. And there's also the biggest areas kind of sponsorship and brand partnerships where a lot of players, especially now, are developing their own independent sponsors. So now we know a bit more about how some professional gamers earn money. Tell us about your past esports experience. Uh, So for me, esports kind of started back when NBA 2K came out with Road to the Finals. Uh, I want to say that was about 2016. Uh, It was like the first big tournament for the Pro-Am scene, which was for $250,000. I think I ended up making the Final Four for that tournament. And unfortunately lost because one of my teammates lagged out. So I had to play four on five. There was no restart rule or anything like that due to a lag out. But that was my first real shot at, you know, some big prize money. And I fit and I, you know, realized like, okay, not only did I qualify for such a big tournament, but I made a final four. So I realized, okay, I'm one of the best players in the world. And this thing could kind of go somewhere. So from that point on, I took that hobby of playing NBA 2K and kind of turned it into like a a passion and, and, you know, started striving to be the best and seeing where it can go. So where did it kind of go from there? Where it's like, yeah, you played in this tournament, but how'd you kind of transition to becoming a professional gamer? So after that tournament, um, there were some small pro-am leagues, um, MPBA, WR, things like that. And uh, originally they were free leagues. You know, they weren't any prize money involved because not too many knew at that time. And also it was just for the competitive nature. Guys just want to be the best and they want to play against other guys and, and be competitive and, and, you know, for bragging rights. And eventually prize money came involved with those. And then after that, the announcement of the NBA 2K League came out in, uh, I think, 2017. And I was like, okay, so this is a, a professional league for people like me who are really good at this game and, you know, take this game pretty seriously and have a passion for it. and you know, are very competitive and want to be the best. And I said, no matter what, I'm going to go in this and give it 110%, give it my all and, you know, just live with the results. So did you ever, go ahead. Well, no, I would say, did you ever like imagine that, you know, the 2K that you started with kind of evolved to this kind of big league that it's at now? Yeah, looking back at it now, uh, I mean, this is kind of like everything we pray for. And uh, a lot of the guys that are professional players now, some of the biggest names in the world, some of the guys like Dimes and Ramo and things like that. Like I've met those guys probably back in like 2012, maybe 2013, just on like the game battles leaderboards and little small tournaments or free tournaments. And it's been the same guys that have been the best in the world for, you know, going on seven eight years now and uh this is what we prayed for this is what we dreamed of we used to talk about you know imagine one day the game gets this big where we can get paid for it and this could be our job and sure enough here we are wow so you guys predicted the future you saw that this was where it could go to yeah i mean when you when you love something that much and you know it's 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 a passion for you you have fun doing it it doesn't really feel like a job so i mean we're just blessed to be in the situation honestly Awesome. So, you know, as I've been saying, you've played with the Bucks gaming and the last two seasons you've been with the Cavs Legion. So what's it like playing for an NBA organization? Uh, it's pretty cool in Milwaukee. Um, 
first year, obviously, a lot of different experiences, a lot of new experiences, getting to travel, fly to different locations. Um, seeing, a, obviously, a new city. I've never been to Wisconsin or Milwaukee, so that was a cool experience. I remember getting there in, like, April or May, and there was, like, 15 inches of snow. And living <laughs> in Florida, that's different. Um, we got to go to some Bucks playoff games. I got to be courtside, you know, watching Giannis and guys like that. Uh, so a lot of cool different experiences in Milwaukee and Cleveland itself has been pretty dope, honestly, two years there. And um, Cleveland's a, a really embraceive city throughout all their different sports, whether it's esports, the Cleveland Browns, the Indians, the Cavs. I feel like the city kind of if you're a, a team, a player for somewhere in the city, like they really embrace you and, and support you no matter what, all through the city and also on social media. Nice. So you kind of like felt like it was like a city, a city of brotherly love in the Midwest. Absolutely. Awesome. So, you know, season one of the 2K League, their draft was held at Madison Square Garden, which, you know, growing up as a New Yorker, the world's most famous arena just has that certain ring to it. So what was it like kind of being drafted and going through that whole process at, you know, Madison Square Garden? Uh, everything just still feels like a blur. That's why that, that day and that week, I try to take a lot of pictures and videos to save because, you know, it's like a, a kid's dream come true, especially for myself growing up in New York city, playing high school basketball in New York city and Queens and Brooklyn and, and AAU and traveling and things like that. You have NBA hoop dreams, you know what I mean? And uh, obviously everyone realizes that, you know, there's a special level of talent to make it that far actually playing basketball, which not everyone's gifted with. So when something like this comes about, it's basically like you're living out your childhood dreams of making the NBA. So being from New York and, and going through that whole process and, you know, getting drafted in Madison Square Garden, it, it really just felt like a, a kid living out his dream, honestly. Right. And it was like Adam Silver announced the first pick and I was watching the draft on NBA TV. It was like, you know, like you said, it was pretty much as close to a professional NBA draft as it could be. Even had Woj and you know dropping a bomb with the first pick before it was announced. Yeah, that was pretty crazy. I remember that. Awesome. So you know, what's it like um, handling the NBA 2K League in their live format? I know the first two seasons it was all live, and this past season it was remote. Yeah, the remote part was was tough for us. Honestly, it was something to get used to. Um, it was a little bit different because we're used to, you know, going to New York every week. And it was it, it, it was kind of a shock. Obviously, no one was really expecting things to go that way and things to be done remotely. We were expecting to be in New York uh, to start our season off like usual. So uh, it was a big adjustment. And um, obviously, you know, there's a lot of tech stuff that goes into playing remotely. So we had to prepare for that. So uh, a little bit different, but I felt like everybody kind of did what they had to do to make the most of it. So, you know, when you're on that stage or like, you know, you're walking down the steps to go perform, what do you, what's the feelings that go through you? Is it like, I'm ready to do this, have some nerves? What's that like? Uh, for me, it's like, I've always had the, like I said, playing basketball growing up, uh, it's just the, the competitive mindset. Uh, I don't know, for me, I'm just a big like strategic game planning matchup type of guy. Um, depending who we have, excuse me, on the, uh, like bracket or the schedule that day, 
I really try to like watch film and, and see not only my matchup, but like where I could point out some things to my team to let them know like, hey, this guy doesn't really shoot it too good from that corner and things like that. So there's a lot of game planning that goes into it. So when you go out on the stage, I think the only thing that you really think about is, all right, we know what the game plan is. We have to execute and really just stand out in. Uh, for p- different people, it's different whether they need their music. Some people like to chew bubble gum, different things like that. But I think just remaining focused is the biggest thing for the little task at hand. So is there like a specific memory that you remember from the stage, a, a match, a game that just really stands out in your mind? Um, A specific matchup. I remember season one in uh, Milwaukee. Um the ticket tournament was coming up towards the end of the season. And that's the tournament where, you know, if your record is not the best and you want to make the playoffs, you win that tournament, you get an automatic bid to the playoffs, um, which next game in one season one ended up going to win the championship. So going into that tournament, once the bracket was released a couple of days before five or six days before we saw that we had Sixers GC in the first round. And, you know, obviously season one, Sixers GC, they were a powerhouse and they won the tip-off tournament and they had a good regular season record. So we knew that this game wouldn't be easy. Um, So we had some game planning to do. And then maybe like three days before we traveled to New York for this tournament, uh, I was told that I'd be playing point guard, uh, which was a little bit, different to me I, I originally started off at point guard when i first started my you know 2k journey years ago but um being in milwaukee all season one i was one of the best centers in the league and uh you know i had only been playing center for a while so when i was told hey we need you to play point guard uh versus you know a top three team like the sixers tip off champions it was a little bit a little bit scary um but me being a professional and you know that like i said that competitive nature in me um I accepted the challenge. I took it as, okay, I got 72 hours to practice and, and try to be the best floor general and leader that I can so we can pull off a first-round upset. And sure enough, I remember getting to New York, and the only thing I was thinking was, you know, I'm going against probably the best point guard in the world at the time with Radiant. And um, it's like, you know, I got to I gotta outplay this guy. Like, I have to be better in our head-to-head matchup in order for my team to have, be in a good spot to win. And um, sure enough, I think we play really good defense on Radiant. I think we guarded them pretty well. Um, I don't remember my exact stats that game, but I know I managed the game well. And we ended up coming out with the W. And, you know, everyone that did their brackets for that tournament, no one had us beating the Sixers at all. I don't think one person did. So it was a pretty big upset. People were expecting – some people had them winning the whole tournament. So for us to have the first-round upset against them was pretty cool. And I felt like that showed some value for me to be able to go from center to point guard and have my team upset one of the best teams at that time. Right, so that's one of those big bracket busters that we hear about in March Madness. Exactly, that's basically the best comparison for it. You've counted on restaurants. Now, they're counting on you. And while many of their dining rooms still may be closed, they're still open for delivery with DoorDash. DoorDash is the app that brings you the food you're craving right to your door. Ordering is super easy. Just open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with the new contactless delivery drop-off setting. Choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, and the Cheesecake Factory, and many of your favorite local restaurants are still open for delivery too. Just open the DoorDash app, select your favorite local spot, and your food is on the way. 
Right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code BLUEWIRE. That's $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code BLUEWIRE. Don't forget, that's code BLUEWIRE for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. So yeah, so what's your favorite part about the NBA 2K League? Uh, I think just the fact that we get to meet all these guys that we've been, you know, friends with and playing this game with for so many years. I think that's really the best part about it, honestly, is that like some of these guys I met, you know, like I said, years ago, five, six years ago, and we finally get to New York and I can, you know, put a face to the voice type of thing and finally see guys from off of Xbox or PlayStation or anywhere online and get to see them in person, hang out with them, get some food with them and kind of pick their brain on how they feel about the game and stuff like that. Right. So it's like you've been talking to these kids and maybe you just know their little avatar, but now it's like you get to see them, interact with them and really kind of know who they truly are. Exactly. Okay, so now let's, you know, shift our focus a little bit. So, you know, I mentioned earlier about, you know, you winning one of the first ESPN SBs for esports moment of the year. So what was that experience like? Tell us a little bit about that. Uh it was it was pretty pretty dramatic for me honestly those those few days of like the voting being open and resharing the poll and having people like you know jerry farrar and Pusha t and different people like that supporting me and retweeting it and asking for their support all the different nba accounts in brazil and italy and things like that uh it was just crazy seeing you know the the world come together and support of me and I, I you know I really what didn't expect it to be that big and I honestly thought I had no shot at winning <laughs> you know um like I said when 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 people feel a certain way about obviously everything that happened it was it was pretty it was pretty big for me and it was just going to going to LA for the first time was already huge but the the fact that I was there to not only go to the to the SB awards which is you know the the biggest sports award you can possibly have um it was just crazy to me. I mean, I, I really can't even put it in words just knowing that I was going to Los Angeles to go to the ESPYs and also not only go, but just to receive one. Like, it was mine. I was winning. It was just, like, was crazy to me. And I didn't really find out that I won until I landed there because the final day of voting was while I was traveling. So I kind of just put my phone off. Like, I just turned up, put it on Do Not Disturb, and I was just like, you know, I'm going to go here and make the best of it. I don't really think I'm going to win. I'm going to have fun with it. And um, I got off the plane and saw that I like the voting had closed and I had won. And I was just honestly stunned at that point. Right. So what did you think? You, you know, beating out Ninja for it. Yeah, that's crazy because everyone knows that, you know, Ninja has been the face of esports in general, the face of, you know, streaming platforms and things like that for the last few years. So everyone knows that he has a really big following and a really big fan base. So I felt like it was like that final boss in the video game that you have to <laughs> defeat that usually takes you two, three hours to beat. I was just like, okay, this is going to be really, really tough and I'll probably lose, but you know, it's going to be a cool story for the future. And, you know, we came out with the W, uh, you know, like I said, the whole SP experience was crazy. Just, uh, I think I went through security with like Trey Young and Dwight Howard and, you know, just seeing a lot of faces that I was familiar with, um, seeing Drew Brees there, uh, seeing the Migos there, who's, you know, some, one of my favorite groups. So it was just, it was a crazy experience, honestly. 
right? It's like one of those things that you're just going to always remember. Like I was, Dwight Howard was like two feet ahead of me. Yeah, I want to say I was sitting by um, Amanda Nunes as well, uh, MMA fighter, beast champion. I want to say I was sitting by her. Um, also the USA women's soccer team right after their historic run. I was sitting close to them. So the, the whole experience was just crazy, just being in the same room as all of these, you know, supreme athletes and musicians and actors and things like that. So it was just a crazy experience. Right. It kind of like felt like you were you were at this level that you are a professional and you're the top of your industry. And, you know, that's why you're there with these people. Yeah, for sure. It was it, it felt like. I, I, I don't want to say that I made it, but I felt like, okay, you know, this is this is it where like I kind of like broke through the seal and I felt like something could really be made out of this. Something special could really be made out of this. Right. It's like you finally belong. It's like you found your place that, yeah, like what's going on has happened, but I'm going to keep persevering and people are supporting me and believe in me. And now I have this really nice shiny trophy. So what yeah. was it like when you actually received it? I know you had posted it on Twitter and it was very, you know, amazing just to see it. It was like when you just opened up that package. Yeah, so seeing it there on the red carpet was crazy. It was a lot heavier than I expected. Um but when I when it finally, you know, they they ship it to you and it gets to your house and it's just like Man, I know what this is. Like the day I got there and I felt I saw that box and I felt how heavy it was. I was like, "Oh, man, I know what this is." And I was just super excited. Um, because they didn't really give me a date on when I would get it. So like, I just kind of woke up one day and there was mail and had to sign for it. And I was like, oh man, this is heavy. And I know what this box is shaped like. I know what this is. So I just kind of like felt like a kid on Christmas morning, just ripping open a gift. Right. Um, and I just, I don't know. I opened it and I took a lot of pictures holding it with it, uh, of the trophy itself, put it in a really nice case, put it on display in my house. And it's just like. It's just motivation, you know, to wake up and see that you have that. And, you know, my mom kind of didn't even understand what it was like at first to receive an SB. She didn't know what the award was. She thought it was like a 2K thing, maybe hmm. being a good 2K player or anything like that. And I kind of explained to her, like, this is like the Oscars or like the Golden Globes of sports. Like there's guys like LeBron James and Tom Brady who have ESPYs. So once I kind of explained it to her in that point, like this is the VMAs of sports or something like that, she kind of understood it like, wow, this is big time. Yeah, I mean, it, it's amazing. And it was like the first time that esports was, you know, a category involved. So it was kind of like you were the perfect bridge being, you know, former Madden pro and a current 2K player. So it's like you come from this more sports simulation games, whereas all these other people you mentioned were, you know, from the more traditional sports. So it was kind of like you were a nice bridge to bring the esports and gaming world into the more mainstream SP celebrity driven experience. Yeah. Um, I felt like it was a start to something great. Um, you know, just being able to receive that award, I felt like, you know, if it's a, an award that, you know, the SPs choose to keep around, the eSports award, I felt like maybe eventually it even could be named the O'Larry Award. You know, the inaugural winner usually gets named, the award named after them or if they win it multiple times. So I felt like, you know, it, this could be, like I said, the start of people kind of appreciating eSports and understanding that 
you know, this is a real career path and esports is a real thing. Not only if you're a gamer, but, you know, you could be a, a engineer, a designer, someone that works with tech and software, developer, a coach, manager, anything. So I felt like that was like the door opener to like, hey, esports is a real thing. This is this is a real career. This is a real thing. And it's only getting started. Right. It's like we're here and we're here to stay. And look, even ESPN thinks that we're worthy. Yeah, I mean, ESPN, you know, they did uh, their stories as well. They have the ESPN esports page. So, I, like I said, I think this is only the beginning. I feel like, you know, right now in 2020, obviously, it's been a long year. But once the world gets back to normal, um, as far as everything going on, I think esports will just continue to grow no matter what. And, um, you know, it's interesting to see where it could be in two years or even five years in 2025. Yeah, I mean, so that kind of leads me to the next question. So what's your favorite part about being a professional gamer? Uh, my favorite part, honestly, is just the fact that I can wake up every day and, you know, not be stressed. Because before, you know, I got to this point in my life, I've worked some jobs and different call centers and things like that where, you know, you don't those situations kind of bring out the best in you. Uh, it shows your true strength and your, your true character where you're in a situation where you're not doing something that's ideal to you as a person, but you have to do it to make the best of it and make ends meet and pay the bills and things like that. So sometimes I just wake up and I just honestly feel like blessed that I'm in the position that I'm in because I know where I was years ago and it wasn't where I wanted to be. And I'm not there yet either, but I know the steps that I've taken over the past few years is in the direction that I want to go. So, I mean, the biggest, the, the the best part of being a professional esports player for me is just the journey, honestly, like to see the growth in myself as a player, as a person, as a leader, um, as a mentor, as a motivational speaker, just things like that. I just want to help people and, you know, have them understand that this is, this is real. This is not something that's out of reach for anyone. And you can do it if you really put in the work for it. Right. I think that's kind of, you know, a big example and a great message to take that, you know, if you want something and you believe in it, you have to put the effort and, you know, a few things kind of fall in the right place. And, you know, now we're talking with, you know, a person that's been in the league for the last three seasons and is probably going to be competing at a high level for as long as he wants. So, you know, so what's the first game you played? You know, when did you kind of start getting into the gaming world? Um, I want to say my first console that was got for me or purchased for me was when I was a child. I want to say it was maybe Sega Genesis. Um, I started off playing like Sonic and uh, this one game called I remember Streets of Rage. Uh huh. I know. It was like a fighting game. Yeah. Uh, I love that game a lot. Uh, then I got into like the Mortal Kombat's and uh, the other games like that and i remember playing like jordan versus bird and nba jam and things like that because hmm. basketball has been a big part of my life um you know my mom has like tapes of me when i was a kid with basketballs and a bunch of knicks gear and she would say the first name of a knicks player and i would say the last name so she would say like patrick i would say ewing hmm. okay so you've always been a lifelong basketball guy yeah, basketball has been like a big thing for me where I don't know. I've just basketball has been number one for me and my family. Awesome. So, you know, I like to kind of end each episode with my three questions. So what's your favorite game to watch? Favorite game to watch? Um, 
from a competitive standpoint, well, actually all around, I would say Call of Duty. Um, I have some friends in the, the COD community. Um, you know, my guy, Kenny, he was with 100 Thieves and Optic the last few years. Um, and really just, I play a lot of Warzone in my spare time when I'm not, you know, getting better at 2K. So I just kind of enjoy watching Warzone streams and also the competitive COD streams. Okay, cool. So, you know, what's your favorite game to play? I mean, obviously we know 2K, but, you know, what else? Um, Really, honestly, Warzone, I've been playing the Fall Guys. It's pretty fun. I don't know how much of it you've checked out yet on stream, but it's a big streamer game, um, party kind of game. It, it gives me like a, a mini game, like puzzle maze type of game where mm-hmm. like it reminds me of Fusion Frenzy. I don't know if a lot of people play Fusion Frenzy on Xbox or, or whatever it was on back in the day, but... uh that it kind of gives me that like party feeling where you gotta you know have fun and it's kind of like a break from everything else because after playing 2k for you know four or five six sometimes eight hours a day it feels like you've put in a lot of work and you need that like to to take a deep breath and take a relaxing break from it so i like to hop on sometimes overwatch or fall guys or warzone just to take a break from 2k yeah, I mean, Fall Guys looks really fun. I mean, those little guys just like drop, you know, hopping over spaces and trying to get knocked over. It's, it's very interesting. Well, so who's your favorite video game character? You know, Mario, Luigi, Pikachu. Um, that's interesting. A favorite video game character. Um, I gotta think real far back for that one. Right, I throw the brain busters at the end. Um, that's tough. I played a lot of uh, Super Smash Bros. when I was younger. Um, so who's your go-to? My go-to on Super Smash Bros. I use Captain Falcon a lot. Okay. What about uh, Mario Kart? Who would be your Mario Kart pick? Mario Kart was definitely Yoshi. Okay, okay. I'm more of a Toad guy, but I would say that Yoshi was probably my second choice if someone else took Toad. Yeah, Yoshi stood out to me when I was a kid just because green's always been my favorite color. And I just saw Yoshi and I was like, okay, it's my favorite color. Um, It's something different. You know, it's not like a regular person. It's not a regular character. So, yeah, it was Yoshi for a while, too. Awesome. So, you know, thanks so much for joining us. This was really insightful. So tell everybody where they can find you. Uh, So... My social media handles on Instagram and Twitter, which are my only two social media platforms, is olarry2k. And uh, that's olarry2k on social media for Twitter and Instagram. Okay, so, you know, make sure you check him out. He's got some really exciting stuff going on there. So thanks, everybody, again, for tuning in. Make sure to follow me on Twitter, JustinJESQ. Make sure to check Apple Podcasts for all our past episodes. The wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at BetOnline. BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and champion futures all day, every day. Head to BetOnline today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE at BetOnline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts.
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.